Welcome to the Human Size Leader Podcast, where we discuss the human side of leadership. I'm Zach. And I'm Crystal. And today we're going to talk about how do you keep leading well when you're hurting? Yeah, the reality of life is that Mm -hmm. we go through stage highs and lows, and that we go through times where everything's joyful, and we go through times where we're hurting and in pain. And just to be transparent, this last week um, has been a week for me. Mm. And there's a lot of things I'm juggling. um, And it, 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 there's been a lot of pain going on in my life outside of my leadership. Yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, sometimes we have the opportunity to step away and, and, but most of the time we don't, especially if we're in leadership positions, right? Like we have to still show up. We have to make the call. We have to fulfill the role or at least delegate and figure out what's going to happen. Um, and that is hard. I, you know, recently I've struggled too with some, you know, even depression, I would say, which I think a lot of leaders mm-hmm. struggle with, but it's not something you can just, Hey, step back and, and I'm going to be a mess right now when you're the person that people look to. I mean, I think it even goes into parenting or when you're the family member that people look to for leadership. Right. Um, so like, how do you do that? Well, Zach, without like my, my, past has been just too compartmentalized. Like you just, you just get over it. (laughs) That's kind of my, my history family, like slogan, just get over it. You know, there's, there's no, um, when I would have hard times, like as a child, like child, hard times, like something would get hurt or I'd lose something. My grandpa used to have this saying of like, um, I had, I've had more in me. I, which I don't even know what that means. It's like an Irish saying. It's like, nothing's Mm. ever a problem. Like, like you just need to get up and move on. Um, and so it's easy to do that. And I think a lot of leaders do that, but that doesn't mean that's healthy <laughs> like that right. in the long term, How does that, how does that turn out? Like, yeah. So how, how do you deal with that Zach when things are hurting on one side, but then you still have to play this role of leader? I think in that survival moment, right. We, there's no choice, but to compartmentalize. And one mm-hmm. of, one of my fears for me is I I lived a life for many years that was compartmentalized to a fault, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The real Zach was not showing up. Um, It was was a way for me to pretend on who I was. And so when I go into these moments like this week, um, that's my biggest fear. Mm -hmm. That even though we, I I believe we do need to compartmentalize because otherwise I couldn't lead, right? I don't want to be stuck there. And I'm petrified of being stuck there. Uh, in the car, like the separated, like in the compartmentalized, in the separation, yeah. returning back to the almost uh, returning back to the puke, so to say. Yeah. Well, like, because on the extreme, you know, you, when you're like that, you do start to become less of who you are in every space. Like what I found is where I'm even struggling now, like is to reconnect understanding myself because it was such a mechanism to just shut off the hard things and just do the the, the work that I can't, when I'm trying to be more understanding of what triggers me or, or what's going on inside of me, um, it is hard because I've kind of lost connection with myself. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I think has led to a little bit of what the depression is that I'm dealing with now, because it's like, I know something's off, but what is it? Yeah. 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 So true. And uh, one of the things that I'm doing to combat that, and I don't, you know, honestly, right now, this for me, 
this podcast is very real. Like I'm learning in the moment, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and, um, one of my realizations is, you know, an event happened outside of my home, but that very directly affects me, you know, and yeah. it took, um, for 48 hours later, right. From that, all of a sudden, I'm like, I have not let anyone that is close to me know what's going on. Um, and so I, I have not asked for prayer. I have not doing all these things. So even though I was compartmentalizing as a leader, which that part's good, my mm -hmm. reaction also is to compartmentalize and not think about it and do this lone wolf thing that is my yeah. habit of doing. Um, and so uh, I started to unravel that, that lone wolf and made a phone call Monday mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and then made another one. And so there's, there's one of the, one of the ways that I've combated that is right. I need to be compartmentalized when at work, I need to be at work, uh, yeah. but I also need to be fully me and let people into what's going on. And so there's four people in my world right now that know what's going yeah. on. Um, my wife yeah. um, and three friends. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I found. Have you found that to be helpful? Yeah, it's like a balance. Like I think I, the recent walk I've been doing with the similar topic of having something really hard going on inside and then still like having to deal with the rest of the world. Because when it gets bad, when you don't deal with it, it starts to bleed into both worlds anyway. Like you yes. get detached or you get difficult to be around or whatnot. Um, and what I have um, found some great freedom in is just having that balance in both spaces of being honest, but appropriately, like in my workspace, yeah. like those, especially those you lead, like I, you know, I don't want to be a mess to them. I don't want them to feel unsafe because like I'm a mess. Right. But I think being able to say, Hey, I am having a hard time right now. And then be able to affirm like, this doesn't mean I can't do my job. I just want you to know, like I'm, I am struggling right now. So I'm sorry if I'm a little bit less, more reserved or whatnot, just know that I'm working through it. And I, I went to my um, boss and I didn't, the problem I'm having is I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> like the root of it is yeah. it's like, this is a whole, this could be a whole podcast about how, like when you have unhealthy mechanisms for so long, it's really hard to uh, get your way out of it in my opinion. So like I'm seeking help and like, how do I figure out why I keep having these dips of like depression? And for some people mm. it could be stuff physically, it could be unhealed things that you just don't know how to access or have words for. That's what I find that I don't have words for it because I haven't practiced it. But um, I went to my boss and I was like, ah, here's where I'm at. And I'm sorry, I don't know the answer, but I'm getting, I'm working on it. Like I'm trying to figure out, I'm reaching out to people. I'm trying to do some work, but I, and I was very honest with my boss because he's my boss, you know, he's not someone I have to yeah. feel like I have to make feel safe. Um, and he was very supportive, you know, and instead of going in there, I, I was emotional because it was hard to share. You feel ashamed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You feel like are they gonna like not want not trust me a lot of stuff that in most spaces is a lie i will say that depending on where you work and what your dynamics are not everybody is safe even if they're a boss unfortunately but what i did come to with is like hey i can do my job but i am struggling and here's mm -hmm. where i'm at and i want you to know right now because i'm going to try to work through this um, and that was really freeing and even doing it in that space and then being able to just appropriately share like, hey, you know, I'm having a hard week, but so I don't know. That's kind of what I'm learning. I don't know if it's the right answer or not. Um, and then I, I've just reached out to some other people that were safe people outside of work that I know could like listen and then possibly give me some, some guidance. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And 
same thing with people that report to me. So I, uh, my key leader, so yeah, I have like four leaders that are reporting to me, but there's a key one, right. That, um, mm-hmm. that is direct. And without giving full detail, it was just like, Hey, I'm a little more reactive right now. Um, yeah. I'm a, and just be patient with me when you see that arise, you know, like we've talked mm-hmm. about in a previous podcast on the storm, right. Yeah. That's brewing underneath and, Hey, just know that if I'm reactive, um, I'm just, I'll, I want to catch it. Please call me out on it. But, um, it's not you, it's me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's really important to be, um, like not stuck in that space too. Like if I feel like I'm in the space where I have, I need to be doing something about it. I need to be seeing Mm -hmm. what I can do. Like, um, and I don't want to downplay the fact, you know, for my realm of work, which you were a part of for a long time too, um, or my, my space of community and life, you know, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. It's very important to me. It's been a huge part of my story of restoration and transformation. And sometimes it's even harder, uh, to share when you're stuck because you feel like you're not being spiritual enough. And mm. so, um, I'm just sharing that cause I don't know if people struggle with that. I, I st- even sharing this podcast, I'm like, Jesus is part of this, you know, but like he gave, gave each of us a community to help us, you know, to help walk through these things. And so that was another thing I had to lay down and say, like, um, for some reason, like, I can't figure this out with just me and God right now. And I know God loves me and I know I trust him. And that was something like, you know, in those moments when I can't figure it out, like I'm praying, like, God, please help me. But like, I, he's given these resources that I can, um, reach yeah. out to. And he, he works through those. Um, but there is a level of shame, especially when you work in a church or you're in ministry or something. And I think it translates into leadership. You feel like you have to have it all together, whether it's a spiritual realm or not. Um, but I believe that God gives us a community as part of his design to help us through yeah. um, difficulties. Yeah. And we also have like our family history, like we've talked about mm-hmm. often and our the view of God we have. And, you know, I got the messages growing up. I don't know if this was uh, what my parents actually believed or not, but that, um, you know, almost don't speak the negative thoughts. Don't Mm -hmm. speak the negative things because you're speaking that over your life. Um, You know, it says, do not fear. It says, (laughs) right. And so gird up with hope and those things are good. And we need to admit that we're not yes. doing well. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so that, that is harder for me as well. Like, Oh, is something broken in me that yeah. um, I am low that I'm down? Is something broken in me? Is there something that's wrong with me? That's not wrong with others. And no, we all have valleys. And I, for me, one of the things that's helped me come out of that mm-hmm. mindset is the Psalms and looking that, you know, so many of them are laments. Yeah. You know, David, man after God's own heart, right, yeah. uh, is being, is talking about, how could you do this to me, God? Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? And so um, those honest and real prayers have been helpful for me and um, yeah. and give me space to be able to show up and compartmentalize as a leader, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so... Don't, I mean, lamenting as a leader, leader is not what I'm talking about. Like that doesn't serve my team well. Um, yeah. 
but I also need to be real and honest in spaces when they're outside of that. Yeah. And, I f- uh, I f- yeah. yeah. I feel like what you're touching on too is like that design of confession, which isn't always, yeah. uh, which is important too, because sometimes there is like something going on inside that is not good. Like you're caught in right. something, a, a sin or an issue that is not healthy and confessing that gives you power you know, to move forward, but also confessing just what is going on inside, like that openness, like anything that's hidden is, is not helpful to us. And yeah. I, I was thinking along those lines of like, if we are always like complaining or lamenting, then we possibly aren't confessing what's really going on underneath. Like, I feel like that's a sign if we're always stuck and we're always in that, because we're not saying we want people to always be, or it's healthy to always be like, just vomiting everything and always, always every little thing that goes through your head that you're struggling with. Um, but if you are always in that space, even if you're openly sharing something, I wonder if you're sharing and dealing with what's underneath, I feel like you might just be sharing what's on the top. If you're, if you're continuing to be stuck there, what, what do you think about yeah. that? <laughs> I think that's true. You know, um, I saw a shirt the other day that someone had that it was like, yours, my spirit animal or something, you know, um, yeah. and it's like to cling to that I'm a negative person. I mean, that's just as harmful, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that's not I- our identity. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's this tricky balance when we're going through hard things as leaders. I mean, we've already talked about we need to compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. And we need spaces where we're not, right? Yeah. And and it's almost like uh, this roller coaster of up and down and up and down. And um but if we're not careful, if we don't have that healthy rhythm, mm-hmm. we we get trapped on one side or the other. Yeah. Is a is the healthy goal for that to have understanding of what you're doing and when that's appropriate and then making sure you're balancing it with having the spaces that you can have the non-compartmentalization that you need and making sure that that's balanced out and you're, you know what you're entering into instead of just being kind of haphazard because you can compartmentalize for years and have things going awful in your home or in personal relationships. And one day that compartment's going to get too full and it's going to shatter. And then you have a whole mess on your hands, which is not hopeless. You just have a lot of work to do once that happens. And I don't know that anybody escapes that it comes out in one way or another. It comes out in destructive habits. It comes out in destroying your relationships, which you see a lot of people in leadership walk through that where they may be leading well an organization or, or, um, a business or whatever. Um, and then one day you find out that their whole like marriage and family life is just a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I think really what I think we're narrowing down on is those transitions are the, are just, they're just crucial, mm-hmm. uh, to transit and, um, as we're just sharing, I think it's just as, you know, beneficial to, to when we're at work, be at work, yeah. when at home, be at home, right? Those transition points from work to home are very difficult. And it's like, yeah. this is another layer of that, like transitioning. Hey, we're leading now. Hey, I need to be filled now. And uh, this is a time for me to express what's going on and to dig in. Um, yeah. And, you know, one of my, for example, one of my realizations yesterday as I got off work and was digging into uh, what was going on inside of me, um, all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, I'm doing this family theory where I am reverting back to my role in my family right now that I grew up in. Yeah. 
and I am being the middle child that has to be perfect. And so I got to watch out for that. Um, And, and so, but if I wouldn't have taken time to reflect on that, um, it it would have led me down a path that was not good. And so, um, yeah, just as you were talking, that's what sparked into me is trans, how important transitions are. Yeah. What I love about that too, is as you're processing what you said, I'm thinking that idea of transition is so much broader than just home and work. And you talked about the role of transitioning to the middle child role when it wasn't appropriate. Right. But, um, I recently heard a organizational leader who's a Christian who's had a lot of contact with churches and worked with churches. And he was talking about how he's seen this phenomenon with pastors who get, um, a distorted idea of their expertise because they always mm. feel like they have to be the pastor role no matter who they're talking to, like because they're they have this big responsibility on their shoulders to know the answers and to be the guide. But what happens, in his opinion, is that they they never play the role of peer to like other leaders and to um, or the or the role of like receiver teach me because of that pressure, which distorts them. But I also I'm sure is un is unhealthy just in their relationship realm. And I was thinking that probably happens a lot where we, if we always feel like we have to play the leader, the person who's all together that knows it in every situation, and we never play the receiver or or the person who's Mm -hmm. seeking, um, then we get this distorted um, responsibility to an idea of what we know and what we're experts on or what we're good at, for one thing, which always kind of stinks to to be that (laughs) and then realize, oh my gosh, I don't really know this. But um, also it it robs us from playing that role of... um, that we're designed for to be, to be loved, to be, um, supported ourselves, to be cared for. Um, so if we're always in that role of having to be okay, I think we're missing out on part of our, our design need. Yeah, totally, totally true. And, um, and if something's, if the switch is always on, yeah, the light eventually burns out. And so there, there is this need to shut off that Mm -hmm. that leader had and one of the things that helps when the heavier times that we are facing and i was reminded of this thank goodness and so Mm -hmm. um doing this with my family is the heavier the time the more fun we should have which feels the opposite Mm -hmm. right and so we are i playing more games with my family um doing things that are fun because um if i don't the heaviness of leadership will just continue to weigh me down. And so yeah. um, all of us have different levels of what what we think is fun. And so like one of the things that I'm doing is uh, I leave tomorrow morning and I'm going backpacking with my brother. And because that's a fun activity, other people um, yeah. are like, would why like would that, you yeah. want to go camping? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. You know, what's crazy about that is like having fun is hard if you're not, yes, especially if you're like, I feel like work is fun to me. Like, <laughs> I feel like doing the things I like want to accomplish are fun to me. Um, and yeah. I have to work to have fun too. And my husband's really into board games. It's his like passion to support that industry actually. And um, he's always trying to get me to play board games and I get like, it's just not fun to me unless I really figure something out, but I'm getting better at like making myself to it and it's getting easier to have fun. But one thing as we were playing a board game last night and my mind is just wandering because when he's strategizing, I'm like spacing out and I'm, <laughs> so I'm not good at it. But um, I was thinking like, I don't even know what's really fun to me. Like mm-hmm. the only thing I know is fun is like talking with people and I do that in work and stuff. But like, I was like, that's kind of sad. Like, I don't really know what hobby or what thing is truly something I would enjoy because I haven't 
um, I've always kind of leaned into all the expectations of being a mom and to being working and trying to manage everything. And fun's been like a side note. So I was like, I actually need to do some work to figure out what I yeah. think is fun. Cause it's usually just been about meeting the need of others or trying to have fun because you're supposed to, which <laughs> yeah. then you're like brain blocked. I'm like, what, what is fun? Um, but I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing. I wonder how many people find themselves in that realm where you've just spent so much going so hard for so long that you're, you're kind of, um, unaware of your own, how you're built in that way. Oh yeah, totally true. And we change over the years. Yeah. And so there was stuff that used to be a blast to me, a lot of fun. That no yeah. longer is fun. Yes. That right? is so, that's what I'm finding too. I used to love dodgeball, oh. it, but like, I just, my desire for dodgeball has waned and I'm like, what is happening to me right now? Yeah. So I, okay. Totally true. Like, so games, they mm -hmm. have to have, I have to be careful because ones that are competitive, mm -hmm. right? I, I could turn any game into competition, but <laughs> uh, it loses its fun. So like we're yeah. playing a, there's this meme game. Uh, what do you meme that, that my family has? And it's like, you yeah. pick a picture and then someone picks and you, and I'm like, come on family. Mine are better. What are you doing? Why are you not picking it? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, uh, wow. I, yeah, I wrote myself into the competitiveness and even in that yeah. fun, I got to watch myself. Oh, what funny. am I doing? What's the point of this? Because yeah. I'll tend to go to, I'm going to win. Yeah. Um, and so same thing with gardening. Um, I love to work in my yard, but I have to watch that too, because there's a point at which it becomes a chore. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, fun is not as easy. You're just always taking it to the extreme, huh? Yeah. It, yeah. Fun is not as easy as it was when we were children for us two lame people. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, apparently we are, you know, I actually, this is such a weird thing to me. I don't find any joy in winning like games. Like I actually mm. feel bad when I win and like, I, I enjoy playing like to, I would rather just talk and I don't care who wins. Um, but I've always thought that was odd. Like I really struggle with like having any kind of desire to like win a competitive game. So. Yeah. So I do not relate to that. That That's yeah. a podcast for another day. <laughs> and that's a whole struggle because you cannot give up when you're, when you're playing with someone and they want to have like a real game because if you don't try, if you let them win, it's not fun for them. So it's a oh, whole dude. thing where like you no, have to like try no. to win. And then I'm like, I'm going to feel bad if I win. And so, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's, that's probably awesome. a whole issue I need counseling for. I don't know. Yeah. But I was just thinking the hope for today to me seems so clear that we're talking about like where we're trying to be more than human. Like we're trying to. Yes. When we are not balancing and embracing the difficulty of when we struggle. Um, and bringing that leader realm into every realm of having to be the person. Like, I feel like we're trying to be God or we're trying to be more than human. And yeah. the reality is, is we're just human and we need to embrace that and we need to get help when we need it and take space when we need it. Yeah. And be okay that we're not the best version of ourselves. Yeah. When we're hurting that it, we can't be the best leader all the time. And uh, the more I try to be that this last week, the more I struggled. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I let it go, that I'm going to show, I'm, I'm showing up. Yeah. And that's yeah. enough. Um, mm -hmm. There's, there's been great freedom in that. And so I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the reframing success too. Like yeah. show up, <laughs> show up and be as honest as appropriate and step forward, you know? Yeah. And so, um, 
as you're listening to this as a leader, you're going to struggle either to compartmentalize or to get stuck in compartmentalize. So I think uh, the action step may be that look at those transition points in the day. Each day yeah. has them. Are you able to turn off the compartmentalizing for part of the day? And are you, or are you able to turn it on, like whichever, whichever side you're, you're struggling with? Because all of us um, have a struggle. It just looks a little different. Yeah, absolutely. So like we say every week, continue to just fail forward. You got this. We appreciate you being here with us this week on the Human Size Podcast. Join us next time when Crystal and Zach discuss the different spaces of anxiety. Did you know that there are four spaces that anxiety show up? Crystal and Zach break it down for us. Now go have a fantastic week.